Musical Theatre Writer Guy was written and filmed as a YouTube channel series on the traditional and unceded territory of the Muncie Lenape and Canarsie people. Each episode is also released here in podcast form. To learn how you can work with me or to join the Musical Theatre Writing Collective, please find out more at michaelraddy.com. That's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-R-A-D-I dot com. Enjoy the show. This is the easiest way to quickly write your musical without having to rely on a deadline-based system or a 30-day type challenge. Because let's be real, sometimes we get stuck, overwhelmed, or caught up in some form of writer's block, however that shows up for you. And you want to write, you want to get it down on paper, you want to be heading toward the finish line, but something is holding you back. But with this one concept, we can get around those blocks and finish our shows with speed and ease. There's a great trick that people use when teaching beginners how to solo in jazz, which professionals sometimes also utilize, and it goes something like this. If you hit a note that you didn't mean to hit or doesn't sound right, hit it again, then again, then hit it again. Maybe even hold it out, because then it will sound like you meant to do it. And this works both for the performer and for the audience. Perhaps you've previously heard this concept called strong and wrong, and we'll talk more about that idea a little bit later. There's something about the way we process information as humans that makes us resistant to encountering any information that seems to go against the norm of what we know, aka, something new and different. But that resistance will also break down with time and exposure. One of the great joys of pushing boundaries and attempting something outside of the established norm is the discovery of something new, whether that be a new riff, the end of a song, or even a new performance style. There's a tendency, particularly in the commercial art world, to say no to anything that is outside the established norm. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, just go ahead and look at Broadway programming. But also here are some other examples from the art world. Jazz, which was originally met with anger, skepticism, and fear, and racism. Modern art was once called fruitless, talentless, and ugly. And musical theater itself early on was labeled as frilly, shallow, and unimportant. But each of these art forms eventually found a home in the mainstream, and it wasn't overnight. When people stopped focusing on what was new and therefore scary, and instead on what was exciting and beautiful, a love and acceptance began to grow. And that is the beauty of artistic experimentation. Bertolt Brecht experimented in myriad ways in the theater, and many of his experimentations were met with iciness, confusion, and distaste. Well, that is, until it wasn't. Brecht had a certain set of ideals that he attempted to instill into each of his pieces that were meant to pull the audience out of their comfort zone, an audience that had been brought up on heavy realism. And even though audiences scoffed and were repelled by some of the choices, other choices struck such a deep chord that they became utterly iconic. Consider the silent scream of Helena Weigel's performance in Mother Courage. To an audience raised on realism, they might expect that a mother's reaction to the death of her son might turn into deep, guttural sobbing. But instead, she opened her mouth in a contorted scream of anguish with no sound. And this struck a really deep chord, pun intended, with critics and audiences alike. No matter how odd or crazy an artistic experiment may seem, there's bound to be something of merit or beauty to be discovered. Which all leads me back around to the idea of strong and wrong. 
By the way, if this video has been interesting or helpful to you so far, please give it a little like so it can spread to more people like you. Thank you. One of the most effective ways that we as humans learn is through the art of making mistakes. Are there other ways of learning? Of course, but error is an excellent way to acquire new skills and knowledge. And since artistic creation is as subjective and flexible as it is, trial and error becomes a necessity in the creation of something new. I mean, if we did things perfectly the first time, we wouldn't be humans. So, what do we need to do in order to find our voices and unearth our artistic goals? We need to experiment, try new ideas, go too big, go too small, throw it all away, put it all back, and hopefully, in the end, come to find what it is we were searching for the entire time. Sometimes what we try doesn't work, and we have to try something else. Sometimes it works perfectly, but we still have to try other things to make sure that it's the best option. All of this is part of the process. As children in this society, we're often told that we need to do things correctly and correctly on the first try, which makes it really hard to experiment. I mean, it's scary to throw yourself into a choice that could ultimately be wrong. To do things like just try something, or go big, or take it even further can be utterly terrifying. I mean, if you're wrong, it feels like a waste. You exposed yourself for nothing. But in reality, when you make a big choice, you get to see what aspects of that choice worked and which ones didn't. Being strong and wrong provides us with utterly invaluable information. And really, let's be real, what is wrong anyway? In the world of subjectivity, the concept of wrong doesn't really exist. There are a bajillion different ways to do the same thing or to try to get the same result. But even though wrong doesn't really exist, there are choices that, if made, will not help you tell the story that you set out to tell or convey the messages you meant to convey. It's at that point that something is going to feel like a wrong choice to you or to your audience. But my friends, this is what the process is all about. Which leads me, finally, I know, I know, to how this helps all of us write our musicals quickly. By being willing and excited to be wrong. That's right, you need to embrace making mistakes, being imperfect, and making messes. When you sit down and write the first draft of your show, you can't be thinking about the ultimate product, the thing that you want it to be, that you've imagined it to be, and let that drive your writing because, well, you'll never get anything done. Instead of comparing your work to the end product, which really only exists in our imaginations, compare it to what you had a minute ago, or 10 minutes ago, or yesterday. That is to say, when there was less of it. Look at what you've created since then, even if it's full of wrong stuff. We cannot edit and revise something that hasn't been started yet, so without the mistakes, we really have nothing to shape. When you feel the need to find extrinsic motivation to power through your writing with a deadline or a date on a calendar, remember that you can only go as far as the mistakes you're willing to make. And if you need help finding that creative freedom within yourself, then you should watch this video next. Otherwise, thank you all for being here with me today, and I'll see you again soon. Cheers! Thank you for listening to Musical Theater Writer Guy, available wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to rate and review this show as it really helps others to discover what you already know. And please do share this show far and wide so we may all become an even closer musical theater community.